Uh, good morning, Tim. I know because I saw what you wrote last evening, social media, plenty of other things that were accomplished as well on that opening day and many more to come today. But this is, and for obvious reasons, the discussion point will at least start here. Step us through what happens. What does this mean to these churches? Well, Tim, one thing that, that a lot of people probably, particularly if you're outside the United Methodist Church, do not realize is that um, each church, um, even though they have their own building, their own land, their own facilities, each church holds that property in trust for the annual conference. So, for instance, at my congregation where I serve at, at Tuxton, while, yes, uh, we maintain our facility, we do so as, as part of, of a trust with the annual conference. So another way of looking at that is not only do we own our building, we, we own everybody's building within, within the annual conference here in North Georgia. So when a church disaffiliates, uh, it's a procedure that they have to go through. Um, there's a, a monetary payment that will have to be made to the annual conference and other things, so that they can take their property with them. That's why the vote yesterday uh, had to be held. Now, now as I under, and I understand that on a certain level, and when you when you say it that way, and we went through the same thing, we saw the same thing play out some years ago with the Presbyterian Church uh, just down the street from my house on Alps Road in Athens, it almost sounds like more of a real estate matter than a matter of doctrine. And I know that both play into the conversation here. Well, uh the doctrine, I would say, would be what led to the real estate matter. Um, you know, it, 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 things are just sometimes a little more complicated than they seem on the surface. And also an, another thing that these churches will now face that, that will be a little different, uh, in, in the United Methodist Church, pastors are not hired by the congregation. We're assigned by the bishop. Uh, so now this, this church, these churches that are left will have to... Uh, in some ways, go about a different um, path of seeking pastoral leadership now that they've disaffiliated. Let's talk and make sure people know uh, the status of your church in all this. Uh, Tuxedo, I say your church, the church at which you pastor, Tuxedo United Methodist Church. Uh, how does this affect your church? Uh, what happened yesterday affects us in, in no way. And, you know, the presenting issue, I would say my, my congregation— um, is probably not equally divided, but there's significant uh, numbers of people that that feel strongly both ways about the the presenting issue. And let's talk about that for a moment, the the presenting issue, as you call it. As I understand it, and please clean up any mess I might make here, at the heart of this is not who gets to come in and sit down in a pew. Uh, We're talking about, are we not, positions of leadership within the church? Absolutely. Absolutely. Currently, you know, our, our membership is, is open um, to, to anyone that, that comes. And, and matter of fact, our, our book of discipline, which is sort of our, our legal code, says that, that we affirm the sacred worth of, of, of all people. Currently, our legal code does not allow same-sex marriages within our um, churches or allow our clergy to, to perform them, and we do not currently ordain uh, openly um, gay 
clergy. And you would say, and, and the church would say, that, that every one of those positions you just outlined is based on Scripture. I mean, you're not pulling this out of thin air. You're reading Scripture and saying that every position that you hold is buttressed by a literal reading of Scripture. I, I would I would say that those that, that hold to those positions would say that, but, but let me also say, <clears throat> to be to be fair and open here, that those who, who are pushing for changes also uh, find scriptural support for, for their position. So it, it's not a case of, of one side believing Scripture and the other ignoring it. It's a case of, of two different interpretations of Scripture. Again, Pastor John Brown with us. Uh, moving on from that, because I, and I did want to, and I know that you wanted to. This is, as we say, obviously the headline, as you mentioned in your social media post of last evening. Clearly, the AJC is going to talk about this. We are, but there are other things, and you would say positive things that took place on Thursday's opening day of the conference. A couple of minutes left here. Step us through what you see. Some of those. Well, yesterday, for example, we we heard reports about how the uh, First United Methodist Church and and downtown Atlanta is making the commitment to uh, provide um, low-cost housing in, in that area, um, some, some great plans. We heard about uh, over in Lincoln County uh, how that community being underserved with mental health providers, the, the Methodist churches in that community are stepping up to, to meet that need. Uh, heard about our, our disaster response team. And let me say this, not only did we hear about this yesterday, our denomination as a whole is often on the scene of, of a natural disaster even before the Red Cross. Uh, we have a very effective organization that, that deals with those things. And and that's, Tim, that is one of the sad things about the disaffiliation is, is there's so much ministry that we're doing that is good that I don't want, and I believe most of my colleagues do not want to see these great ministries sidetracked by, by this other controversy. Well, the controversy and the disaffiliation, is, as is pointed out, I mean, it's not an insignificant number. I, I've said it this way, and I don't know, you're there, you can tell me how many uh, folks are attending. In years past, upwards of 3,000 folks at this Methodist conference at the Classic Center. Uh, come next year, I'd be fewer of them. Nine uh, percent of the churches we're talking about here, and about three percent of the membership. That's not an insignificant number of folks who are going to be no longer affiliated with the United Methodist Conference. It is, it is not, and, and you know, it, it's a regrettable thing. It's a sad thing, but we just hope that these churches now can go and, and continue and thrive and be in ministry. And in the end, um, at, at the risk of sounding real preacherly this morning, in the end, it's still all about offering Christ to a world, regardless of what denomination or what affiliation one has. You know, I, I'll, I'll close with this and then get your thoughts on this. I was, I, I'll never some years ago, I was down on my mother in Thomasville, and I was jogging through one of the neighborhoods there. And in the span, I'm not kidding here, in the span of about, I don't know, a mile, I passed four churches in the span of a mile, different denominations. And I thought as I was jogging by, I thought, man, the, 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 the church is multiplying. And some, I turned around, I came back, and I ran past those same four churches that same mile, and the thought occurred to me, wait a minute, maybe this isn't multiplication. Maybe it's division. What are we seeing here? Well, the, the church, sadly, at times reflects a lot of the divisions in, in our society. And uh, different people have different mindsets about different things, and they even bring those mindsets into faith and in the church. And 
and sometimes uh, people tend to worship with people like themselves that are like-minded. And, and so, yes, at times we do see division, sadly, because one of the things that we have at the conference is there's a place for everyone at the table, and and all are welcome in our churches, and, and we hope to uh, reach across the broad spectrum of, of our communities and reach people regardless of where they find themselves or, or how they may feel about different things and, and bring people together. Pastor John Brown, Tuxton United Methodist Church in Athens. Thanks for your time and insights this morning. Uh, good to be with you, Tim.